Hey y'all, it's Deidre. I just wanted to let you know, for two weeks, we are going to do some throwback episodes to Scream and Sugar, which was the podcast that we had with Sarah. I had a couple left over we needed to use because me and Chelsea have not been able to record. So instead of leaving you empty handed, we decided to just give you these to hold you over until we get back. Also, these are a little more explicit. So mom, and I mean my mom, don't listen. (laughs) I don't know what's on here. I'm literally just putting this up and then letting it roll. So we hope you guys enjoy. We'll be back soon and we hope you come back for a million more. Hey y'all, I'm Deidre. I'm Chelsea. And this is Screamin' Sugar. So, uh, this case is going to be a doozy. Oh my, I'm glad I got my coffee this morning. Yes, we got some Dunkin', got mm-hmm. some frozen coffees, delicious, they're not frozen. I got five on it, Dunkin'. Yes, Actually, God. it was six. six mm-hmm. You got six, six on it. Yeah, I got six on six it. Six and change on it. Got that espresso added in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this one is juicy, it's crazy. I started out watching an episode about it on Oxygen, like, two years ago or a year ago, whatever. And I was like, this case is crazy. Before we even started the podcast and all this, so I knew this was what I wanted to do. You know what's funny about you? What? You can remember way back when you listened or watched something about murder, mm-hmm. but you can't remember where you put your jacket. Yeah. Or you can't remember. No, I don't remember what outfit I wore yesterday, but I remember stuff when I was like, my long-term memory is It's like, okay. You remember the important stuff. Barely. <laughs> okay. Barely. So, with all that being said, I didn't realize it, but I didn't finish the episode. Oh, snap. You pro- You know what? I know what happened. You yeah. fell asleep. Probably. You probably <laughs> fell asleep. That's, you know... Just about everybody who's listening to this knows me, but I could be basically an undiagnosed narcoleptic person. If you ever see a black woman sitting on a bench. <laughs> asleep. Asleep. Just, she's fine. She's completely fine. In her she's 30s. just, just doozing. It's me. She's doozing off. She's dozing off. <laughs> I have fallen asleep sitting up. I have fallen asleep at a bar. Outside on the toilet, like in a which I've done that too. Yeah. I fell asleep on the toilet because well, I, I mean, I, yeah, I, no, I, like, I no, I have definitely fallen asleep on the toilet. Well, I mean, I kind <laughs> of was have, like, no, I kind of have an excuse because I, I was sick with the flu. No, I was just tired. She was just sleeping, <laughs> but yeah, no, I've been outside at a bar with a live band in front of me, <laughs> asleep, asleep. So, just so you know, that's me, but um. Yeah, didn't finish the episode, but it's called The DNA of Murder with Paul Holes. And Paul Holes is... Who's that sexy man. He's that sexy man mm-hmm. who helped bring down the Golden State Killer. We will give you ladies a moment if you would like to pause this and go Google him. Yeah, just, just look him up. Just, just look at his beautiful face. He, yeah, he's fine. He's gorgeous. And hey, some of you men, guys that are listening, you might like it. Yeah. So go yeah. on ahead. I know some of the men listening are definitely going to like it. I know my Aunt Kelly would. <laughs> Aunt Kelly, look him up. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, I knew that I was going to want to do this. I had to go back and do a bunch of more info because... 
in the episode, he starts going down this path that I just had like two sentences on. Mm-mm. And I was like, oh shit. Okay. So we'll go ahead and get to it. Ooh, Ooh. You ain't ready. Okay. If I had a teacup. Mm-hmm. It's a brewing. It. It's hot, mm-hmm. honey. It's hot. Okay. <laughs> so September 12th, 1980, 22-year-old Rose Burkert and 32-year-old Roger Atkinson arrived at the Amana Holiday Inn. There's a lot of burgers yeah, this that is, we cover. Yeah, now this is Burkert. B-U-R-K-E-R-T, yeah. Oh, Burkert. Look, we all learned something. I didn't enunciate You're welcome. it well. <laughs> Burkert. Um, uh, so they go, yeah, they show up at the Amana Holiday Inn along I-80 near Williamsburg, Iowa. They're hoping for a romantic weekend getaway. Mm. Uh, They were about 265 miles from their home, which is in St. Joseph, Missouri. Roger was a telephone installer slash repairman for General Telephone Company in Savannah, Missouri. And Rose Burkert was a nurse trainee at St. Joseph Hospital. Uh, It's a good hospital. Is it? Mm -hmm. I never heard of it. Mm-hmm. The St. Joseph's Hospital? You think the St. Jude? <gasps> no, there's a St. Joseph's. Well, I mean, there is. I didn't know if that's what you were thinking of. Was um, St. Jude where they help the children? Yeah. Yeah, that's St. Jude. I know it's St. Jude, but I thought St. Joseph's was... Uh, who fucking knows? <laughs> just for, <laughs> well, so it could be. Just forget what I said. Don't, don't let me <laughs> shut you down because I don't know, but I just didn't know if you were pulling a Carrie and saying the wrong name. I probably am because me and Carrie are a lot alike. A lot of like, and he doesn't even know it. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. So the hotel staff told them that the hotel was booked because there was a local morticians conference. So they get to the hotel. No room at the end, Mary. Oh no. Yeah. So, uh, the clerk did a double check and they were in luck. Someone had canceled their reservation. Uh So the couple checked into room 260 at 7.40 PM that Friday. They had room service delivered. Uh, Rose called her babysitter at 8, and by 8.30, when the babysitter called back, there was no answer. Oh, no. Yeah. The reason I say Rose's babysitter and not theirs is because she's a single mother with a two-year-old daughter. Oh. That's right. They're having an affair. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. shit. Mm -hmm. So So she's a single mom, but he's married? Roger was known oh, in the community. <laughs> Roger was known in the community as a devoutly religious family <gasps> man. Religious? Religious, honey. Disrespectful. Ca- Catholic. I mean, even if he wasn't religious, it's still disrespectful. But but yes, no. How he- you gonna <laughs> How you gonna bow? Never mind. Never I have mind. all the tea. It may take a while to get to that tea, but it's coming, okay? Uh, Rose and Roger met when he installed a landline in Rose's house. Mm-hmm. Okay. He put a landline in there, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so throughout the night, no one working or staying in the hotel heard anything out of the ordinary. Uh, Rose and Roger were only staying the night, but when the couple didn't check out on Saturday, a housekeeper came to clean the room around one fifteen. Oh snap! The room was only accessible from inside the building. Uh, the housekeeper knocked several times, but no one answered, and the door was locked. And the do not disturb sign was on the door. So, uh, the housekeeper went to get a key from the hotel manager, 
and return to the room. And I'm not sure why she felt the need to get into the room so badly mm-hmm. if no one answered it and it was locked. But I'm sure she was going to regret it now because when she opened the door, Mm-mm. she saw feet. Mm-mm. Thinking they were asleep, she peered in a little bit more and she saw blood splattered all across the bed's headboard, the walls, and the carpet. <laughs> so she slams the door shut. She said, She's like, Ooh, I'm fucking out because if that motherfucker's still in there, I'm not, not exactly. today. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I would do the same thing. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> yeah, no. Sorry if you hear that motorcycle in the background. <laughs> oh, yeah, you probably can. The motherfucker's like, riding by the house. Yep, just hard. <laughs> so, yeah, so she runs, slams the door, goes and gets the manager. Uh, once the manager saw the crime scene, he called the Iowa County Sheriff's Department. Why didn't they call? Like, why didn't she just call immediately? Yeah. I don't know. I don't like, know why she was he running needed the to hall, see. Or had him, like, you would think he would have called when yeah. she ran to Someone him. Someone like, called the police. Oh like, I'd call 911. No, going, I don't want to look. Don't tell me to come down there. If that you- right there tells you <laughs> that motherfucker was nosy as hell. Mm-hmm. Or she was just like, come quick. No, come quick nothing. I'll call the cops. Yeah, don't be making, have, don't traumatize me. Have mentioned it. Yeah, don't traumatize me. So... I'm jumping to the conclusion. <laughs> well, you never know. You never know. Okay, so Rose and Roger were both laid face down on the bed. The back of their skulls had been slashed and caved in oh. by repeated blows Mm-mm. from an axe or hatchet. <gasps> Wait. Roger Mm-mm. also Mm-mm. had several fingers that were cut no. off. No. Now. So he had tried to protect his head from the attack. <gasps> mm-hmm. I just, mm. yeah, 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 just, <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> That's, okay. yeah, oh, God, I can't stop saying yeah, so, yeah, Rose was fully clothed and seemed to be covered back up by the killer, while Roger was only in his shorts with the covers away from his body. Mm-hmm. Did they get his penis? No, I'm just kidding. No, no, penis just isn't. kidding. <laughs> if you listened to last episode, you know why that was uh, a valid question. So, uh, the scene was described as gruesome, and their injuries injuries showed signs of overkill. That's awful. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, and I've got like a picture of the crime scene. Not the actual crime scene, a sketch of like how the bodies were placed and Mm -hmm. the layout of the hotel room. So that will be on Instagram. Uh, Insta for the win. Insta, yes. So Dr. Stacy Howell, medical examiner for Iowa County, said Rose and Roger died of acute blood loss and brain injuries. Howell said Roger suffered lacerations to the scalp, skull, and brain. And that Rose suffered lacerations to the scalp and skull as well. As well as a, <laughs> there, no comma. See, I'm usually a comma splicer. No comma. Oh, you're Chelsea today. Just, <laughs> okay, lacerations to the scalp and skull, as well as a brain contusion, which is bruising of the brain tissue. Mm. I didn't know. I'd heard contusion forever. Never mm-hmm. knew what it meant. I was I like, somebody's thought, gonna ask. I didn't know that word. I just thought you said a word wrong. Nope. Contusion. But I mean, I should have known better than that. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, so, yeah, both suffered bleeding under the brain covering. Uh, there was, <laughs> I said that like I'd never read it before, but I've never read it out loud like this. Uh, there was no sign of guns or drugs being involved in the crime. 
uh, and the crime seemed very personal and didn't seem like a robbery had gone mm-hmm. bad, but the victim's money had been stolen. Mm-hmm. Roger's wallet was found on the floor with its contents thrown everywhere. Rose's wallet was untouched, but both victims' other belongings were searched through. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were no signs of forced entry, and two chairs... <laughs> chairs! I don't know what... <laughs> I placed that really high in my mouth. Two Two chairs, two chairs, sat next to the bed, indicating the killer or killers may have carried on a conversation with the couple before killing them. I was getting ready to say there was no forced entry; they had to let them in. And it looks like they even propped their feet up on the desk (gasps) near the bed. There was like, oh yeah, let me just prop my feet up, knowing you're about to kill them, motherfuckers. Like it ain't nothing. That's awful. Listen, could you imagine? Oh my god. Yeah. So it was, you know, someone that either they knew or somebody who was like room service or someone acting like they were an employee. Like, who knows? There's no telling. Yeah, because they could have just done that after the fact. Like, propped their feet up and just looked at what they did. Like, Ooh, soaking it in. Just, I didn't you even know what think mean? about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you know they're crazy people out there. <laughs> <laughs> they're crazy. <laughs> they out there. God, yeah. So, some other clues were found in the bathroom. The toothpaste in the tub, which is... Yeah. Listen. (laughs) It looked like someone just emptied the entire tube into the tub. Now, in the episode I saw, like, it wasn't the entire tube that was gone, Uh but it was just, like, a bunch of it just, like, plastered out into the bathtub. It sounds like this couple stole whoever did this as toothpaste and they were just mad. I don't know. Yeah, and they just... Like, yeah. fuck, you stole my toothpaste? I'm about to squirt yours and waste it and I'm gonna kill you too. Like, <laughs> and I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> okay. Uh, in the sink, the sink was bloody from the killer washing their mm-hmm. hands. Mm-hmm. Evidence also showed the killer had carved a piece of motel soap while uh-uh. sitting near the bed See? due to soap chips on the floor. They never mentioned that in the episode. Huh. So, I don't know if they decided it wasn't important or what. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway. Yes. So, four days after Roger and Rose's bodies were found, the Iowa Division of Criminal Investigation sent out teletypes to other states to find similar crimes. About 400 people, including guest and... (laughs) Guest at. Guest at. And the Holiday Inn employees had already been questioned. Holiday Inn. <laughs> uh, their room was at the end of a hallway, so if the murderer was random, they would be the best room for a possible serial killer or murderer in the area to commit a crime. It was at the end? Yeah, it was at the end of a hallway. Well, I know where uh, I'm not going to be yeah, at. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, don't, put, hotel. don't put me at that end room. Uh, and it was beside, there was only room... One room. One <laughs> room. <laughs> there was only one room beside the victim's room. Uh, I was there anybody in it? They didn't say. Hmm. But no one heard anything. So maybe there was. And no one. Because, I mean, yeah. that'd be the only person who they could really ask. Yeah. I mean, I guess they asked everybody in the hall. But everyone said they didn't hear a peep. Because a lot of those hotels, the rooms that are, like, beside it... The rooms that are beside each other, like, they're pretty thin. Yeah, like, you like can the hear. Ones my, the hotel that my dad used to work at, I mean, I could hear motherfuckers next door. Yeah. Like, not not even a conjoining room. It was just, you just know, the, the wall. wall. It yeah. was so fucking thin. hmm So, yeah, no one heard anything out of the ordinary. So, um, 
yeah, I kept finding, like I said, I kept finding videos that were cut from the episode with Paul Holes. Actually, I hadn't said anything about that yet, but I did. <laughs> so, in a deleted scene, they learn the murder weapon that was never found, because they, ne like I said, never found it, mm -hmm. uh, could have been something already in the hotel. Okay, just wait, just what? wait, because this is a mess. At the time of the murder, the hotel lobby and hallways were covered in tools hanging on the walls. You're fucking lying. This just screams 1980s. Like, kids mm. running around with axes and hatchets and tools just all around them. You're fucking lying. No. So someone could have picked up a murder weapon on the way to the damn murder. That's insane. Yeah, like, if somebody... Was just... Thank you for choosing the Blue Inn Motel where we supply weapons <laughs> so you can kill someone. Yeah, just walking down. Like, the... just on your way down to your room, grab a weapon. <laughs> grab a and weapon. may the force be with you. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, no, it's crazy. That's weird. See, now that's another thing I'm going to look for. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, obviously, I mean, I would hope today you wouldn't see that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Let's but, see. I mean, there are stuff you can use weapons out of. Oh, yeah. You just Trust wouldn't me, think that there I were... I thought about it. I'm just kidding. Um, so the hotel is still open, and so is the room where the murders took place. Like, you can stay in room 260 at the Amana Inn. Even four days after? No, no. I'm talking about now. Like, it's oh. still open now. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> Not like now it's open. They like... really didn't give a shit about evidence or nothing. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, this was 1980. 80. Mm-hmm. And the hotel's still okay, open. Okay, so that's not... Okay, so that's not like too old. I mean, it's it's old, but yeah, not it's like forty years. Not old. like nineteen twenties. Yeah, no, like it's not some of the cases <laughs> that you turn covered. of the century, almost old yeah. or nothing. Yeah. So, oh, I was gonna say like I couldn't stay there, but you know, you could have stayed in a hotel where someone was murdered already without knowing. Yeah. True. Like you don't know your room was the room of a crime scene or not, so you know. You said you couldn't stay there. Yeah. No, I couldn't stay in room two sixty. I don't know. I kind of want to. Mm -mm, not me. I just. Wow. Uh, we'll uh, do it together. No. We're all in this together. Not this. Mm -mm -mm. I can't. I can't. So, yeah, all the axes and all that stuff's been removed because it's not the eighties anymore, and right. people are concerned about mm -hmm. stuff. But uh, some of the items were taken into evidence, thinking they might have been the murder weapon. Like in the 80s, but no blood or evidence was found on the tools that closely matched the head wounds. So whoever did this wow. took it. Took it. But I mean, wouldn't that be smart to put it back after you clean it with like some bleach? But I feel like that's like, well, they didn't say one was missing either. It didn't seem like one had been missing. Yeah. But depending on where you take it from, you can move shit around and then nobody would know. Yeah. So. <clears throat> depending okay. on how sneaky you can be. Mm-hmm. You ready to get into the rumors? Oh. Oh, yes. Here we go. Starting. Okay. <laughs> Let's get it started. <clears throat> so, rumors were going around in both Missouri and Iowa. Because remember, the murder is in Iowa. And they're from, they're from Missouri. Missouri. They traveled far away okay. to get away for their little freaky deaky. shindig. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, hold down. <laughs> they done got murdered. Bless their hearts. They were just trying to have fun. Yeah. So, sorry I keep. Trying to call. For some reason, cheating is fun, but... <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. So, some suspected uh, Rose's ex-boyfriend, Danny Burton, of the murders, he allegedly had been stalking Rose for weeks before the murder. He would leave threatening notes on her car saying she wasn't going to just walk away. Um, wow, he's a little straightforward, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, him and his friend would sit in a van down the road from her house and possibly follow her uh, uh, with this crazy ex running around. She got a dog because she was a single mother, you know, later. And this is a trigger warning. No. Animals. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I did not sign up for this. Well, get ready. No. She found the dog dead and hanging in mm, front of her see? house. Yeah. It's awful. That's fucking bullshit. Yeah. So she'd filed a complaint. What the fuck did the dog do to you? <sighs> Nothing. It's awful. I mean. <sighs> and it wasn't like I put dead and hanging because it had like another word. Okay. Well, we're not going to do that. Describing so. how it was <clears throat> killed. So I just decided to do dead and hanging. I know that doesn't sound like I sugarcoated it much, but you also should know how much of an asshole this guy is. Oh, he's. I can't even talk. Yeah. He's getting off to a good start. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even... What am I trying to say? I don't know. All right. So, uh, yeah. Rose filed a complaint with the Andrew County Sheriff's Department and told them if she were to die, that Danny would have something to do with it. Danny had an alibi. Oh, and, of course he did. And passed a polygraph, which I say, if he's a psychopath, which it sounds like it, he probably could pass a polygraph oh, test. yeah, and plus polygraph tests aren't even accurate. Right, because people like him can, like, if you're a psychopath, you can pass a polygraph. Oh, yeah, and even people that are innocent can fail one like a motherfucker. Because yeah. I'm telling you right now, I would fail a polygraph. Yeah. If they asked me if I killed somebody, I would fail because I'd be so <laughs> fucking nervous. It's just like when you're driving down the road and a car, a cop car comes up behind you. Yeah. Yeah, Some no, people like, just get... Like, oh my God, like you feel like you got drugs on you, but I mean, obviously you don't. <laughs> right. That's how I am. <laughs> feel like you got drugs on you. Okay, another rumor uh, is that, and these are rumors of suspects or people who mm-hmm. did it, obviously. So there was a motel bartender who argued with Rose the night of the murder. Uh, he disappeared without his paycheck. Who is this again? This is a motel bartender. Bartender, okay. Mm-hmm. Bye. I can't keep singing all these. I'm going to get we gonna get, They're going to be like, we need copyright money. We need money for this song and this song and this song. We do not like own five. any rights to any of the songs that we sing in this on this podcast. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Ooh. he left without his paycheck, abandoned his truck in Iowa City, which is about 22 miles away, and enlisted in the military. He was stationed in Germany. When he came back, they interviewed him and gave him a polygraph. He said he was afraid his lifestyle would make people think he was involved because he was living out of his truck. But we don't know what they argued about. So whatever it was, the police rule him out as a suspect too. So I guess he passed his polygraph and it was like, okay, it wasn't you. But they never said what they argued about or anything. So who knows? Rose has a bunch of drama going on, obviously. She also talked about a farmhand that was obsessed with her. Apparently, this farmhand broke into her house at one point, and at the time of the murders, he was suspected to be in the Amana colonies about 12 miles from the Holiday Inn. Uh, and this Amana colonies, or Amana, it's Amana. I didn't switch to them. <laughs> uh, the Amana colonies are seven, col- seven villages in Iowa that are on like 26,000 acres of land. Huh. It's a big tourist attraction that's known for its restaurants and craft shop. So, another rumor that was going around was about Marcella and her family. Uh, Marcella is Roger's wife. Okay. Okay, bless her heart. And uh, she had an uncle on her dad's side who was a serial killer. (gasps) No. Yes. Who? His name was Charles Ray Hatcher. Oh, I don't know who that is. Yeah. So, Have you ever heard uh, of him? No, I had never heard of him oh. before. And there's books about him. And really? he's like enough to do a whole case on. <gasps> we he's should crazy. do one together. It's like he's, it's. You need to, you need to be a doozy. I'm going to. You need to cover him. 
Well, I'm going to tell you a little bit about him here, but like there's so much shit about him and he's like, he's a real bad seed. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had escaped from a mental health facility that same month that mm. they were murdered in Nebraska. And when they caught up with him, he was in Lincoln and he was trying to assault and sodomize a 17 year old boy. Ratchet. Yeah. He confessed to killing 16 people in 13 years. What a little bitch. Yep. And Lincoln is about a five hour drive from Williamsburg, but it doesn't appear he was even questioned about the crimes or was considered a suspect. Since oh, of he... course not. Cause he, I mean, he doesn't raise a red flag or anything, you know, from his history. Yeah. You know, which I mean, he does tend to stick to children, which is awful. Uh, yeah, disgusting. Yeah. But yeah, they didn't question him or anything. He wasn't a suspect because when they found him, he was working at a restaurant under an alias when he was uh, caught. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So it wasn't like he was really trying to like go out and do whatever he wanted yeah. and he didn't care if he got caught. He was like, oh, I'm Bob, mm -hmm. like cooking in the kitchen. Bob the builder. Yeah. Building houses. Well, Shh. then four years later in 1984, mm -hmm. Four days after being convicted to life in prison, oh wow, he killed himself. Good. Oh, yeah. oh, well, that's. I mean, <laughs> I was just you, saying. You good, spoke a little like, too soon. Prison. I wasn't good. talking about killing himself. Yeah, he wanted. I mean, even though he's a bad person, he was a bad person. Yeah, you I don't, weren't like I don't good. wish death on anybody. Yeah, yeah. But anyways. <laughs> Yeah, he wanted the death penalty, and they wouldn't give it to him. They wanted him to stay in jail. Oh, so he just... So he was like, you know what? I'm just going to bounce. Like, I'm out. Yeah. Well... Pretty much. But yeah, no, he's uh, crazy. Like, I'd have... You'd have to do, like, a whole case on him. Wow. So... Two-hour... <laughs> yeah, two-hour podcast. That's a, that's a long one. Like, there's books... <laughs> Okay, so we're jumping ahead. Okay. Uh, in 2009, the Ooh, DCI. A big jump. Yeah, the DCI, not Drum Corps International. Uh, division, that's just for some of us band geeks. Not everybody's going to get that. <laughs> everybody's probably like, cricket, cricket, cricket. Three <laughs> people are like, aha. <laughs> uh, the Division of Criminal Investigation opened a cold case unit. Um, Roger and Rose's case, along with 149 other cases, were listed on the Cold Case Unit's website as cases that could hopefully get solved by advancements in DNA technology. Mm -hmm. And this I is, love that. Yes. Technology. Mm-hmm. And this is in Iowa, by the way, that Division of Criminal Investigation. Oh, okay. Uh, so another person I'm going to talk about is Tammy. Tammy, Tammy in the house. Yes. She is Rose's friend. And I think Tammy would consider herself Rose's best friend. Um, That's so sad. I know. Oh, just wait. So she becomes obsessed with solving her murder. And I said, you know, I feel like that would be what would happen if one of us were That's murdered. That's what I was just getting ready to say. Yeah. Like if me or you or Sarah, somebody got murdered, we would be like. Uh, listen here, motherfuckers. Yeah. We like, getting it. We, we getting we on today. Out who killed you. So they were old roommates and were roommates when Rose found out she was pregnant Aww. with her two-year-old daughter. Yeah. She didn't know about Rose and Roger, but says Rose must have thought he was in love with her because she wasn't the type of woman to be in a relationship like that. So she wouldn't have just been doing it because she wanted, like, she would have thought he was in love with her. Right. For her to keep going on with something like that. So she may have not known. I mean, she she may have not known that he was married. Yeah. But I, I mean, there's like, plenty. I well, mean, they're, she could they're have. from the same town, too. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, Chelsea, come on. Yeah. Get so. your head in the game. It's okay. It's okay. But some people really do do that, like. Oh, yeah, no, they won't know. They won't know. I think just because they went so far away. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so she collected articles, stories, tips, and files. Uh, she was calling detectives after she, like, learned from, like, forensic shows. Oh, hell. She was calling detectives, comma, 
learned from <laughs> forensic shows and called officers afterwards to suggest new techniques to help break the case. So she's like, hey, have y'all seen this? Like, it's new. I just saw it on cold case, forensic files. Like, they're doing this. Maybe try this to help break the case. Yeah. So she's like, hey, y'all heard of this? Mm-hmm. Which is a good plan because oh, yeah. depending on how small the town is, they may not have heard a damn thing about it. Probably so. not. Yeah. So Tammy received threats along the way. Oh. Tried to find these threats. Can't find anything about them. It drove me crazy because I was like, what's the tea? Didn't have any. Uh, but it made her push harder, hoping it would force the murderer out of hiding. Mm-hmm. Uh, a fire even destroyed Tammy's files and she just started over. I'm like, arson? What? What kind of, like a yeah. kitchen fire? Someone tried spread? to kill her? Or yeah. Like, I'm like the murderer yeah. tried to kill her too? Or? Everybody's just real low-key about this shit. And I was See? like, okay. Oh, yeah. And I even wrote down, I'm wondering if this fire was an arson or an accident. <laughs> uh, they didn't say either way in the article, but it did say it was the reason she's divorced. She said she made a promise mm. to... Well, she said no. She, mm-hmm. No! Listen. Stop it! <laughs> She said she made a promise to Rose at her casket that she wouldn't rest until they found out who killed her and why. Because she could never imagine anyone being angry enough at Rose to kill her. Tammy is still working on Rose's case today, 40 years later. 41. 2021? Yeah. She has a Facebook page, and it's called Justice for Rosie. That's sad. I know. Best friends. I'm going to have to pull it up right now. But continue. (laughs) Uh, so federal grant funding for the CCU was gone by 2011, but the DCI still assigns agents to investigate the cold cases as new leads come in or technology allows for new forensic testing of the original evidence. The division is still committed to solving these cold cases to bring justice to all the families. So they're out of money, but they're still working on it. Now I'm going to tell you about the interviews with the family members of the victims. (sighs) And all this jazz. So, Roger's brother and sister-in-law, Larry and Elizabeth, had some things to say in the episode with Paul Holes. They were talking some shit about Marcella, Roger's wife. Mm -mm. And I was like, ooh. They were saying she was overbearing. Well, mainly Larry. She was overbearing and dominating. Uh, And he was like, anybody tell you that? And I was like, oh, wow. (laughs) I was like, okay. Uh, They knew Roger wasn't happy in the marriage. The sister-in-law, Elizabeth, said he would have divorced Marcella, but every time he tried to talk to her, she'd open the Bible and point out where it was wrong. And with him being so religious, he would back down. Uh, But they didn't know about Rose. The only one in the family who did was Rita, their sister. Okay. Whenever, she said whenever Marcella would pull out the Bible showing him that it was wrong or, you know, to divorce, he would back down because it was so religious. But, but he, he cheated. cheated. Yes. It blew my oh mind. Oh my gosh. I was like, stupid. Oh. I was like, okay, well. Whatever. To each his own, I guess. I don't know. Into a. <laughs> like, I don't know. Anyway, we can go into this all day. <laughs> it's a Ten Commandment mm-hmm. and divorce I mean, isn't. But, you know, okay. So, uh, yeah, the sister Rita was the only one who knew because she was married to a man named Mike. Na- <laughs> I said name Mike. Named Mike Hale, who got Roger the telephone job. Apparently, these telephone guys were all over the place sleeping with different women. And he got all, call- he got all caught up in that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, He's just slithering in like a sneaky little snake. <laughs> yeah, literally, like, all these telephone guys are just, like, sleeping with all these people, like, coming into these single women's houses, and they're like, hey. so, I'm telling you what, if I had my own house, mm-mm. and he was good looking enough, <laughs> he could put a phone line in my house. <laughs> oh. Just kidding. Oh my God. Or am I? Touch <laughs> We will never know. <laughs> 
Okay, so, yeah, they're all over the place, messing around with everybody. Uh, they think Mike had something to do with the murders, you know, Larry and Elizabeth, mm-hmm. because they think his motivation would be Rose, like he was jealous or yeah. something, because the guys at the telephone company knew her, and so they asked, like, do you think that she was sleeping with other ones? They were like, yeah, probably. And I was like, now y'all ah! don't know that. And y'all, <laughs> they're like, yeah, they may have been. Like, so they think, like, Rose, he was jealous of Rose, and since Mike knew all the information about where Roger would be. They think maybe he passed that info to Marcella. And then she went to her dad, Floyd, who was a known hothead. And they think maybe Floyd was in the room that night. And the other one well, was hell. Marcella sitting in those two chairs on Roger's side of the bed, by the way. Ratchet. Yeah. The chairs weren't on her side. It wasn't they were like on his side. they were both on his side. Well, hell, they may have been like, yeah, she probably was. Cause they probably, what if, what if they slept with her? What if yeah, that's why yeah. they what said, if, went, what we, if Larry, the, we the just think Rosie just like a little innocent girl? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, they said like, a like he was like, they knew Rose. And when he said it, it was like, wow, he was insinuating that they had all slept, you know. Well, I mean, she, do with she was single, so. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Roger's widow, Marcella, was also interviewed. And it was so sad, y'all. Uh, she said they met at church, her and Roger, mm. and started dating and eventually got married. When she found out Roger was murdered, they asked if she knew a woman named Rose. And of course, she didn't. So she had to find out her husband was murdered with another woman in a hotel room. Wow. A couple of hours from time. I don't know what that was supposed to be. A couple of hours from time. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's supposed to be away. Who knows? I probably fell. I definitely fell asleep right this Oh, part. my. Yeah, um, I believe it. But she was getting teary-eyed about it even after 40 years. Uh, she said she didn't get to reach out to his family much after the murders because she became the black sheep of the family. Mm. Her mother-in-law blamed her for Roger's murder, saying if she had been a better wife, this wouldn't have happened. Oh. And she told her she didn't buy that. Like, Marcella was like, I don't think so. But isn't that shitty? That is shitty. Like, if you'd been and better, you wouldn't have been for... cheating, and he wouldn't have got murdered. Like, who who would know? And good for her for not buying that either. Yeah. So, Marcella's father acted odd after the murders. He told Marcella not to cry when she went to identify Roger's body. She felt he was telling her not to cry because it would hurt him to see her cry, like her dad. It would hurt her dad to see Marcella cry. She does believe her dad had something to do with his murder. Yeah. Marcella believes that her dad killed her husband and... Mm -hmm. She still feels betrayed by Roger, and if her dad had something to do with it, she wonders what he was thinking if he thought he was doing her a favor, because he wasn't. She was really upset about it. She was like, wow. why would you think that'd be a good idea to just murder my husband? Because that's weird being like, now don't cry. Yeah. So, anyway. So back in 2015, Sheriff Rob Rotter decided to take another look at the evidence. He grew up in the area and remembers hearing about the murders on the news and around the community. He was about 12 when all this happened in the 80s. So they went through every piece of evidence they had to try and find DNA from the murderer. They had plenty of DNA from the victims, so they were looking for other strains to tell if it was one or two murderers. They figured the bathroom would be the best place to start, and they found an unidentified sample of male DNA located on a bathroom towel mixed with Rose and Roger's DNA. But it hasn't led to any leads. (laughs) Sorry. I left some findings and a suspect for the end because it changes everything once you dig a little deeper. Oh, snap. Yeah, like Paul Holes did. Uh, My info on this guy was originally one sentence, and this could change some people's minds about the case. Some of this was in the original article, but it goes deeper in the episode. 
Paul and a crime scene investigator, Yolanda McCleary, were able to make a breakthrough in these cases. So, while looking into the case, Paul noticed someone mentioned another hotel-related murder that happened about 10 weeks before Rose and Roger were killed. Oh. Huh. 28-year-old William Kyle was found bludgeoned to death staying at the Sheraton Motor... <laughs> Sheraton Motor... Sheraton Motor Inn in Galesburg, Illinois. That's awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 28. That's crazy. Young. Yeah. Uh, the hotel was also located off a major highway like the Amana. The Sheraton was off I-74. Yeah. So not like the Amana. Like the right. Amana was on I-80. Yeah. This is on I-74. Um, when Paul meets with the Galesburg police chief to talk about their unsolved murder, he tells him about a third murder that is unsolved from 1970 and that their local murder and this one in Mississippi 10 years before were eerily similar to Rose and Rogers murder. Hmm. Yeah. So it's almost like this dude's been doing it for a while. Mm -hmm. Just wait. Huh? I'm not ready. Just wait. Okay. Uh, William Kyle, the one murdered in Illinois Mm -hmm. was also found face down. He was on the side of the bed with the upper half of his body exposed. Um, like there wasn't a blanket over him or nothing. Mm-hmm. And the rest of his body's like knees are on the ground. Ratchet. He's kind of like, almost like he was praying. Yeah. And, and like upper body on the bed exposed. Uh, a chair had been pulled up to. I knew you were going to say the fucking the chair. The bed and Kyle's wallet had, uh, was found under the chair. The contents of the wallet had been thrown around just like Roger's. Mm-mm. What's even crazier is that a tube of toothpaste was squeezed no! was squeezed onto the carpet near Kyle's body. See, that motherfucker is the same one that mm-hmm. did this to Rose and Roger. Roger. Mm-hmm. So in the episode, they show you the crime scene photos. And the actual? Yeah. Yeah, no, the real deal. Okay, now the difference between Kyle and the other one is that Kyle's is directly like by his foot. And, you know, the toothpaste? Yeah, and Rose mm-hmm. and Rogers was over there in the in tub. The, yeah, in the tub. Now, in the case in 1970 at the Travel Inn Motel in Meridian, Mississippi, 23 year old Jack McDonald was found slumped over the side of the bed while face down, also bludgeoned to death. When they show you the crime scene photos, the crime scene of William Kyle mm-hmm. and Jack McDonald look almost identical, and they're wow. 10 years apart. And That's insane. Yeah, and in different states. I was like, oh, is this the same? No, it's not the same one. His body is laid just the same it's on the, the bed. It's not the same what? Not the same crime scene. Like, when you see oh, the second okay. photo, when you see Jack's photos, Got you. you almost think you're still looking, looking at, at the original one. Okay. At William's, yeah. McDonald's, that sounds weird, because it sounds... Okay, Jack's wallet was missing, and guess what? A tube of toothpaste had been squeezed into the toilet. Mm-mm. With all this information, beautiful Paul Holes believes that there's one offender who committed all of these crimes. Mm-hmm. The initial investigator that covered the murder of William Kyle wondered why the killer would squirt toothpaste out at the crime scene. To throw people off? Like, to make you think, make you wonder, why would he do that? Right. What's behind this? Yeah. Like, what's the point in this? Well, he asked a uh, forensic psychiatrist, you know, why would someone do that? Because usually when it's stuff like that, it's like a, like a motive. Like, there's some reason that you Mm -hmm. do it, just something weird. And he told him that some heroin addicts 
develop erectile dysfunction, so they'll squeeze toothpaste out of the tube as a form of simulation. So in some cases, the only way um, a heroin addict, if they're going through this, yeah. can satisfy themselves themselves is with ejaculation simulation. Odd. Yeah, so it's like you use the toothpaste as the ejaculation. And when you look at the toothpaste, that was, they show you a picture of Rose and Roger's toothpaste mm -hmm. that's still there. It looks like they had said it had been like hit really hard and like very forcibly and angrily. But then when they looked at it, that's what the report said. Yeah. Then Paul Holes looks at the actual tube of toothpaste that hasn't been touched in 40 years, which was wow. crazy. Or a picture of it. No, they had it too. But anyway, in the picture, you can see it just looks squeezed in the middle. Like someone just squirted like it out. Like it with their hand like was it real hard yeah mm -hmm. just to make it pop out so that kind of makes sense it wasn't like a slam I almost hit my hand on the table like <laughs> boom boom that was just Deidre <laughs> like sorry it wasn't like that it was just like someone put it in their hand just squeezed it and just huh. squeezed it out this information does match a suspect and his name is Ramundo Esparza he was known as a heroin addict and vagrant which we learned in Sarah's episode means homeless mm-hmm Many witnesses placed him at the Amana Holiday Inn when Rose and Roger were killed. Mm -hmm. However, the evidence against him was circumstantial. That's fucking cool. And he was not charged, and he passed away in 1983. <gasps> yeah. I think they we also... Know. Yeah, and I think they also placed him at William Kyle near that hotel, too. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think that's who... I think I forgot to add that, that he was the main suspect in the William Kyle case, and he died in 1983. So, the latest information on the case pretty much ends with the episode I watched. Paul Holes tells the investigators to have Esparza's body exhumed to obtain a DNA sample uh, that could be tested against the evidence they found at the crime scene. The semen? No, just DNA. Because they didn't find semen. They just found DNA on that towel. Oh! Mm -hmm. Okay. At Rose and I don't Rogers. know why, but for some reason I was thinking semen. Yeah. So he basically is telling all them, like, listen. Probably because we were just talking about ejaculation. ejaculation? Yes. <laughs> uh, so. Ejaculation, proclamation. Mm -mm. Another song or something? I thought you were. Wait, I thought you were doing the conjunction junction. Yes. What's your, okay. <laughs> oh my God. From uh, Schoolhouse Rock. Oh my gosh. Takes me back to elementary Ejaculation school. Ejaculation simulation. <laughs> oh my God. I can't. You're not on the right side. So. Adult Schoolhouse Rock. Oh shoot. Okay, so yeah, he told all them, you need to pull, exhume his body so we can get the DNA, mm -hmm. see if it matches with the ones found at all the crime scenes because it could be that he killed all these people yeah. like the road like the railroad killer and mm -hmm. like you know i mean there's yeah. so many people who oh, yeah. have traveled mm -hmm. place to place and have killed people in tons of states because they've just been on the go or whatever so don't they have to get permission like from family and stuff to do that mm, no not if they have um you have to have somebody kind of like obtaining a warrant sort of okay yeah you can just ex exhume people's bodies now i think if you can't get that, maybe you can get permission from the family. But if it's something like this, you can just go yeah. dig somebody up. Cause, That's yeah. crazy. That gives me creeps thinking about it. Yeah, like if they thought you murdered somebody. Yeah, just digging me up. They gonna dig your ass up. They digging your ass up. too and haunt their ass. Like, look. <laughs> I didn't My do family it. and my friends tried to tell your ass. Uh, so... <laughs> Yeah, the Iowa County Sheriff's Office is currently following up on the order. The article I took this info from mm -hmm. was updated about three weeks ago. 
Oh, so, okay. Yeah, like they have been checking up on it, and that's all we know for now. Well, they're still doing it. Hopefully, when they dig him up, it DNA matches. I hope so. Because I mean, not knowing is crazy. That would drive me insane. Yeah, and like it, they need to give these families. Not like they're not trying to, but hopefully after like 41 years, they can give these families a peace of mind or some piece of a piece, <laughs> just a piece of yeah, mind, a little sliver, a some piece of mind. Because I mean, they're literally, I mean, that 41 years having to live with that. Yeah. 41 years of thinking, of wondering and thinking and not knowing. Yeah. Well, thinking that your sister-in-law mur- had your brother murdered, murdered. Mm-hmm. or thinking that your dad murdered your husband. Uh-huh. You know, all of this stuff, like, they don't talk. They literally were talking mad shit about yeah. Marcella. Like, it was bad. The, they asked him, because they come back at the end and they talk to Marcella and they talk to Larry and Elizabeth separately, obviously. Yeah. They told them, hey, look, we found this murder two months before they were murdered and 10 years before they were murdered. All of them had toothpaste squeezed out at the crime scenes. You know, Paul Holes was like, I've never seen anything like this. You know, this has got to be the same person because who's just squeezing toothpaste out at a crime scene? And they're all in hotels. And the first two are single, you know, just men on their own. Yeah. And see, Roger, something I didn't include because it just didn't seem super important. But Roger had to move his car because he was in a handicapped parking spot, which I'm Mm, like, why'd you even park there? But he had to get out and move his car. If somebody was scoping out the place, saw him have to move his car back, he could have been like, oh, there's a man by himself. And he could have just followed him. Yeah. Because they're, like I said, it was at the end of the hall, but there was a door that was right there that went up a staircase to the second floor. If you go in this back way, but you have to have a key. You know, so like if he saw him go in and then just kind of like scoped out or like followed him in right after somebody else saw where he went, he could have thought, oh, I'll kill him and then got in there and it was him and Rose and just was like, well, got to do it, you know, because it's like the same, literally the same kind Mm -hmm. of thing. But anyway, yeah, this whole time they've been thinking that somebody else did it, thought it was like family motive, thought Mm -hmm. maybe it was this Danny guy, you know, which I mean, it all sounds so good. Yeah. Until you find out about this damn toothpaste. I know. That's Yeah. And then to have others, other cases that are just alike almost. Yeah. With the toothpaste. With the toothpaste and the laying on the bed Mm -hmm. and the chairs. Mm -hmm. I mean, you would, you would hope that they wouldn't put their blame on her or... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you, if yeah. you found out all that stuff, you're like, well... Well, you should have... Yeah. Well, you should have seen their faces. Like, when they told them that it's looking like Marcella and anybody that you thought had something to do with it may yeah. not have had anything because this keeps happening. It kept... Like, it kept showing up. And he said, we'll probably find more cases that do have this same kind of MO to it. Have they? Not as far as I know. Because you know why? He's probably dead and they're about to dig him up. Yeah. I hope. I hope. I hope hope it was him. I hope so too because that shit's crazy. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I forgot to mention, Ramundo was also working in Mississippi on like some kind of farm or some shit. Yeah, around the area. So I'm like, it's got to be him. And these poor people for 40 years have been like, she you knew said he was working on some farm. Didn't you say something about her knowing somebody? Yeah. Now that was in Missouri where her farm hand was in Mississippi. Oh, Missouri. Okay. Mississippi, yeah. Missouri, Mississippi, where Jack McDonald was murdered. Okay. I got you. Got you. He was working out there at some point. I'm like, this is crazy. But yeah, these poor people, cause I mean, talking mad shit. And he was like, did you talk to Marcella yet? And he said, yes, we did. And he was like, she's a trickster, isn't she? Or like, she's tricky, isn't she? And it was like, bruh. Mm-hmm. Like he literally is like cunning, conning, like, 
he's like she was overbearing you know he was just really talking a lot of shit and i felt yeah and so when they told her like marcella they were like your dad probably had nothing to do with this it's looking like it was a serial killer her too yeah she cried she teared up yeah because i mean i think your dad had something to do with it even though you know oh and then they asked her about her serial killer uncle and she was like yes i'm related to a serial killer and they were like do you still get shit for that basically and she was like yeah sometimes Mm. like people were it's like well she ain't got nothing to do with her and i mean because it's a real bad one you know he's like a child molester it's like like saying you're related to um john wayne gacy john wayne gacy yeah i was like "Mm, clown man i'm like he'll come to me in a minute you know it was just awful so i hope that they get peace i hope that they exhume Ramundo and it's him and then the case can be solved after 40 years and 50 years for Jack McDonald. Yeah. So hopefully we'll know something soon. Well, you did good today, Deidre. You did good. Thank you. I tried. Kept me on my toes. I was like, <gasps> what? It's no. A, it's a crazy case. I mean. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty insane and intense. Thanks again for listening, you guys. Go follow us on Instagram at A Million Murders. Email us your comments and suggestions at a million murders at gmail.com. And go to our Facebook group at A Million Murders. Bye!